Hi Bobby fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 11. Uh, unfortunately Matt can't be here today, uh, his wife called me up and said he's got syphilis. No, unfortunately he's not got syphilis, uh, he's actually lying in bed with some migraine issues. So it's just me here tonight, it's late on a Wednesday and I thought I'd just try and get you guys some content out. So probably not going to do Matt's debate in the middle because that would just be me debating with myself which is probably a bit weird. So what I'm going to do is just review the Aki game then go preview the Bradford game, summarise my thoughts, and um, yeah, leave it there, guys. So, Aki Stanley, away, 1-1. I mean, I was hoping for a win. I mean, I predicted 3-2. It could have quite easily been 3-2, considering the way the game went. We started brightly, as you guys all know. I thought, we just got to learn to take those chances, haven't we? I'm not sure if it's just a, a level of us trying to take those chances, or whether it's more of a case of the fact that we just got really unlucky. I mean, Ronan Curtis, he had that header that was a nice cross there from Jamalo, um, put onto the back post and he's headed it and it's come straight off the post. And then again, in, in the second half, again, he could have scored. And you can see there's a little bit of frustration that they're not going in the net, but everything was going right for us at the start of the season and all those shots and stuff that were going in, you know, they anything that could have gone in was going in. And now I think... Maybe you've just got a little bit of little bit of bad luck there, but I think that's nothing to be disheartened about. You know, if you said that we can take a you would you take a draw basically before the game started, then you know I would have done. It's it's one one away at away at Aki, you're fourth in the league, doing well, haven't lost at home apart from that looting game game before since the opening day. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, looking at you know what happened, obviously we had Burge come in, uh, Kenny Jacket after the game, he said that. He came in really as, well, maintenance for Watmore, who, you know, we don't want Jack getting burnt out. And I think it's important that we, we manage, you know, his health so that he can play. I think, you know, he's the best defender, you know, for the job if he's available, but he's not played a whole season. You know, he's not even played, not even played half a season. So we just want to keep him, you know, fit and ready as, as much as possible. And I think that's a smart move there from Kenny Jacket. I thought Burgess did well in relief. I thought, you know, he played a good game, was pretty steady at the back. There's no no howling errors like a few times there has been before. I was pretty impressed with that. Close he came in for Donahue, who's, you know, much to Matt's rabbiting on about disliking him. He's, he's a good player. And um, I've thought that Close did a good job coming to replace him. I think he's quite a tidy player in the middle. He, you know, gets things moving forwards. I, I, like, I like that. I think that we missed Naylor a little bit in the middle. I think it restricted us as well. Obviously, he's out, and Thompson had to drop back from that attacking midfield role into the centre. I mean, he did a good he did a good job there as well. I was impressed with Ben Thompson. I mean, I was going to discuss for Matt's debate this week. You know, should we put Ben Thompson back into the middle? I suppose I can cover that now, really. But yeah, I want to put Ben Thompson, sorry, back in that centre attacking midfield role. I know someone slated me on Twitter for using the CIM acronym, so maybe I'll say number ten. But yeah, no, number ten role. I think. Thompson would probably fit best there at the moment when we've got you know the likes of Naylor back into the side. So yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of thing that I think maybe he had to sit back a bit. You know, Gareth Evans looked lively. He came in as a direct replacement for Naylor, although he went back into the number ten role that we've seen him succeed in so far in the season. Well, early on in the season, sorry. I thought I thought that. He had that shot that was that was pretty tidy. It was pretty nice, and 
although it didn't go in, the actually the, the biggest thing that I thought that caught my eye from that shot wasn't him taking the shot. It was actually um, Ollie Hawkins and the way he headed it down to create the chance. I think that Hawkins is really showing at the moment what a complete player he is. And, you know, he's got three goals in three now. I mean, he took that goal really well from from the dead play. You know, just, just sort of toe-poked it in, really, and directed it in. But going back to that, that shot that Evans had, and he headed it down nicely there for, for Gareth Evans, and he set up a chance. And what else did he do? He, um, he also headed down a chance for Lowe at the start of the game, um, which is another good chance. And I know he set Ronan Curtis up, for, you know, for another chance there. So... Ollie Hawkins scoring these three goals, you know, in three games, as well as creating an abundance of chances for the likes of Lowe, Curtis, Evans. You just got to think that more goals are going to come from this team, and I'm not worried about us really going forward. You know, despite you know a little hiccup in form, I think that you know it's one-one. It's a good good point really to summarise what happened over there. Jamal Lowe looks really lively from the start, and I think it's a bit of a shame maybe. He didn't square that ball to Ronan Curtis at the start of the game. But, you know, when he, when he was in the corner flag and, you know, he thought he lost the ball, he won it back and he dribbled it back into the box and it, there was not very much room in front of the keeper. And obviously he can score from those sort of narrow angles, but I just I just wanted him really to square the ball there. And I think Ronan Curtis was had his arms in the air screaming for it. But, yeah, these chances are going to go in if we keep creating them. And I think that... The likes of Lowe and, and Curtis will start converting these chances that Hawkins is making, and the fact that he's heading home and even scoring with his feet now as well, you know, only bodes well for the team going forward. I suppose I could quickly mention the McGilvery penalty. Obviously, it's not not a shocking mistake now, really, considering that he saved it. You know, Billy Key's usually a very good striker as well for for Accrington, and I was surprised he put such a well. I mean, it's not to take away from the save, but it was a it was a soft penalty, wasn't it? It was that mid-height that goalkeepers like. He didn't go top corner, he didn't go bottom corner. But, you know, still, it was a good save. Um, I think that he was bored, really. I think he was pretty bored. He wasn't involved in the game at all. So he just sort of tried to get that energy up and, you know, went after the ball, didn't get it. And he just sort of, you know, had a lot of energy and just sort of went down and ended up throwing himself into a tackle that didn't need to be made. But... You know, McGilvery cares and we haven't seen him make any mistakes, really, that I can think of off the top of my head. So, yeah, it was a good penalty save and, you know, how better to make it back, you know, your mistake than to go out and save the penalty. I think overall, one all draw was probably about right. I mean, we could have taken our chances and if they had scored their penalty and we scored a couple like I suggested earlier on then it probably would have ended 3-2 like I like I predicted so yeah not too bad at all and pretty happy with the result and I think it sets us up well now you know we've got a few away games um, and we're going on to Bradford next Bradford are woeful if you thought Plymouth were bad literally enter Bradford they are shocking they are bottom of the league and everything about the club at the moment is is negative, is bad. I don't know what their ownership is doing at the moment, but it is a complete circus at the moment at Bradford City. They haven't won in the last five games. They just lost a four down to Gillingham. Before that, at home, they played four games at home as well recently in the last five. They lost the Coventry 4-2. Connor Chaplin got a goal for those who are interested. 
Lost at home to Rochdale. I mean, we saw what Rochdale were like when Pompey played against them, 2-0. Lost to Oldham, 4-1. I mean, and then lost at home to Sunderland, 2-1 as well. And that was a weird game, so it probably makes it look a lot better result considering both teams picked up a red card as well during the game. So, but it's not just the results that are really, really bad at Bradford. I mean... Pompey fans who are travelling to Bradford should really be looking out for a bit of a, a massive goal clout from Pompey, to be honest. So they've had four managers since February 2018, which is absolutely shocking. Um, they sat their manager, Stuart McCall, who I thought did a pretty good job. Um, they sat to him in 2018. They've got a decent enough squad, but and I thought McCall was a fairly good manager, to be honest. But um, he'd been there a couple of years at the club. He had a 45.8% winning percentage, which is actually the best they've had since the 1980s. Uh, and going forward as well, they've not you know, got anywhere near that. The other manager, who is he? I can't remember off the top of my head. He's just been fired before this goal. David Hopkins has just come in from Livingston in Scotland. He came in on the 4th of September. I mean, I think this is a bit of a desperate move, really. He sacked your last manager after... What what did he do? He played six games, I think. And you bring in uh, David Hopkins, who is known at the club, so maybe that's they're trying to stabilise um, the fan base, please the fan base. I mean, he was their record signing, I think, from Leeds. I think it was two odd million, two point five million. Yeah, two point five million it was. So he's known he's known around Bradford. So maybe that's why I thought about bringing in that type of manager. But he's not been any better. He's won one game since becoming manager. It's absolutely terrible, literally. I mean, we got to think that with our firepower up front, we are going to absolutely tear Bradford City apart. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs with Bradford, really, Pompey fans. They're a big club. Their league attendances, they're still pretty high this season. I mean, if you look at the other teams in the league, I mean, what is it? They've got 11,000 at home to Coventry, 15,000 at home to Rochdale, 19,000 at home to Sunderland. So... It should be a, it should be a fun game to go and watch. I'll be honest. Like you, you got to think that Pompey team news for the game. I mean, just leaving Bradford's woes away for a second and put the violins down. I'm going to say that I want to see Ben Thompson put back in that centre attacking midfield role. I think he's going to absolutely thrive in that with that sort of energy, the way he drives the ball forward and creates space in front of him for the for the front three. I think that's going to. I think Bradford won't have an answer for that at all. Honestly, Tom Naylor returned back into the middle. He can take his place out with Ben Close, who I think they'll work very well together in that sort of way where one of them can drop forward and then one of them can push out at the same time and they can just work that with, with Thompson in front of them. I think that, you know, we can keep... Nathan Thompson, I believe, picked up a suspension, so he will be out, unfortunately. No surprises there that he's got he's picked up his fifth booking of the season. You know, he'll be missed, but Walks will come in and do a good job. Hopefully after... I think the Watmore probably will return to the team. Uh, I haven't heard otherwise. I think Burge did well in his, you know, coming into the team and everything. But I think when fit, let's see Jack back in the team. I think he passes the ball out of defence better and allows us to hold possession and progress up the field a bit better than Burge does. Although you might argue it's easy competition, so... Maybe you just want to stick with Burge was working and get him some game time and let Jack rest up a little bit as well. Apart from that, I think it's pretty much just get out there and convert these chances. Bradford have literally conceded a lot 
of goals this season. They've got a minus 18 goal uh, difference. They've played 16 games, won three, drawn one, lost 12. So just let that sink in. I mean, the player to watch I can see off their off their um, team sheet is going to be Owen Doyle, who Pompey fans know. But you know he can score goals at this level. But if he's the biggest threat, you've got to worry about. I mean, I actually when I was back at saw Pompey play Wickham, I remember I went and spoke to him and I got a photo with him, which I think I've put on Twitter at some point. And he said to me, I had a little chat, and he said. Don't you worry, he goes, I promise I'll score loads of goals for Pompey. Well, he didn't, and so far he's got three goals for Bradford, and I can't really see him being the thorn in the side of Pompey against Bradford. But at the same time, I suppose, ex-Pompey players always like to come along and, you know, stick one in against Pompey. So if you've got a spare pound or whatever you like to put on yourself on betting you know bet responsibly I suppose as I say then yeah maybe Owen Doyle's a, a player to watch out for yeah anyway I suppose it's not been very long this episode because I haven't got Matt here and I'm sort of just talking into the microphone myself so I'm just going to summarise um, that I think the Bradford game my predictions I mean, you look at the results, Gillingham just put four past them. Rochdale scored two and Coventry scored four. We say Owen Doyle gets one goal against us. Then I'm going to go 4-1. 4-1 Pompey. And I think this can help really give us some momentum going into the rest of the season. I think that we needed some goals and it was unlucky against Accrington not getting those goals earlier on. And I think the team look a little bit frustrated. You know, Curtis and Lowe look a bit frustrated up there. I think they're doing the world of good to, to both get a goal. Hawkins will get another goal to continue his... Well, it'll be a four-game uh, goal-scoring record. And then I'm going to say that Lee Brown gets the fourth goal to wrap it off his first of the season for Pompey. And, yeah, that's it, really. So thanks for listening. Sorry, guys, that it's been just me rambling into the microphone this week rather than Matt, but just wanted to get you know my thoughts out there and didn't want to let you guys down, really. So... Thanks for listening. Check us out at PO Forecast, at Pompey News Now, at Puck Drop UK, at, um, is there anyone else to mention? Oh yeah, Matt, he's not here, that's why. At MCorrick87. Uh, yeah, and until we speak again, play up Pompey.